Ephesians 4 and finish this off tonight. Verse 31 and 32. Remember last week we just started, we got down to about G on the alphabet of talking about what the Holy Spirit does for us. And um, you can think of Bible verses, that's good. And said so we'll continue that next week. If Maybe you thought about it, maybe you didn't. It didn't come back to, to your mind, but we'll, we'll go through that quickly and see if you can think of some of those. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you for new life in Christ. And, Lord, for the, the presence of your Holy Spirit in those that believe. Lord, thank you for this promise and uh, sealing of that. He, he's sealing us into eternal bliss and blessing and lord may we count it a great privilege to be christians and to be guided and led through this life even though it be rough and steep at times by the spirit of god through the word of god we ask your blessing on the service in jesus name amen <clears throat> okay for instance we looked at a anoints B, he baptizes. <clears throat> C, he comforts, he convicts. Uh, D, he dwells in us, he directs us. He is a dove that come upon the church. Um, e, he enlightens, he's our earnest. He enriches us, enlivens us, empowers us. There's a lot under E. We could think of there, fills us. For F, G, he guides us, he gifts us. Two whole chapters are given to that in one, both chapter 12, Romans and First Corinthians. Um, <clears throat> H. Help is given. He helpeth our infirmities when we know not what we should pray for as we ought in Romans 8 and 26. Um, <clears throat> I. Can you think of one? Was that K? He inspired the scriptures and inspires us. <laughs> yes. Indwells. That's a very prominent one. And instructs. Yes. Instructs. Something he does in Romans 8.26. We just quoted that. We've quoted part of that. He intercedes with groanings which cannot be uttered. 26 and 27. Jay. What about Jay. It's a bit harder when I start trying to think about something that the Holy Spirit does. J. Justifies. Justifies, yes. I, I looked up, the, <laughs> there's a verse, justified in the Spirit, and it was talking about Christ in that, with that reference, or that word used. And speaking of Christ, uh, justified in the Spirit, and we are justified in the Spirit too. And he judges, he judges, ju John's Gospel tells us that, chapter 16, verse 8 and 11. K keeps, keeps. <laughs> and um, he's quick, <laughs> and I didn't get any others either. <laughs> but uh, L he leads, yeah, he leads us. He will continue to let <laughs> until he be taken out of the way, and I believe that's referring to the Holy Spirit. Over in um, Second Thessalonians, 
M. I've got no Bible verses down here. I've got a couple of words, but no verses that go with them. It's just ministers, ministers to us. <coughs> N. What does the Holy Spirit do? This might start with N. I don't have a scripture verse, but um, nurtures us in the in the faith. It's the, through the Word of God. And newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the Word. And I, I thought, well, He nudges us at times too, doesn't He? You know, <laughs> give a nudge to your neighbour, <laughs> and He's right inside, so He can do a bit of nudging, especially when sin comes knocking at the door. He nudges us in both elbows. No, don't do that. <laughs> Run, flee, do a Joseph. Um, um, oh. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's okay. He occupies us. It's, it's similar to others. Um, he is likened to something. That's O. Three-letter word. Uh, oil. <laughs> the oil. he got. He had olive oil. <laughs> oil. <laughs> You're thinking of. The, yeah, the Jewish nation, <laughs> olive tree, <laughs> but the olive, yeah, the oil, sorry, the oil, he opens our eyes, he anoints us, he, <clears throat> and we might say it goes back with the other, one of the others, well, he illuminates us, that means he opens our eyes to spiritual truth, and Hebrews 10.32, it tells us that, and enlightens us. Um, P, and the, Prompts us, yes. Yep, nudge, prompt, goad. Hey, he, he, he sounds like a, a cattle worker, doesn't he? A nudge, prompt, prompt. And, and that's really what the Spirit of God is doing, keeping us on the straight and narrow, keep us in the race, you know. Get out of the race and you can go all over the paddock. Um, <clears throat> prods, what's that? He possesses us. Possesses to Peace giver. Where did I? Amel. <laughs> Gives us peace in times of need. Praise for us with groanage which cannot be uttered. Qu Q. <laughs> did you get the word? <laughs> you got to be quick. Quickens. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> got to be quick. Quickens us <clears throat> from the dead to life eternal. He, there's a whole series we did this on video. He quietens the noisy soul. Quietens the noisy soul. He might question our activity. You know, we ask, how does the spirit work? How does I know? How do I know? All these things, you know, these things that you say, oh, it's my mind working. No, it's the Holy Spirit working in you and through you to use these different methods to make us obey. A, I mean R. Reproves, he does, when we walk in. Rebukes, repu reproves, rebukes. Revise us. There's another one I heard. Renews, regener regenerates us is a big one, Titus 3.15 I think it is. It regenerates us. Um, <clears throat> so there's a lot there that 
you could come under that's that's like E and R, uh, uh, one of the easy ones, and 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 along with S too. <laughs> Ephesians four thirty. Say that again. Sustains us, yes. Sanctifies. Ephesians four thirty, easy one. <laughs> seals, <laughs> seals us. He separates us for God's service. He strengthens us. Ephesians three sixteen. Another verses. There's about three. With well, someone said, sanctifies us. Um, t. t. This is something he was promised he's going to do. The Lord promised he will something you all things in John. Teach you all things. Unless I go away, he's not coming. Remember uh, some time ago when we studied on the Holy Spirit there that the Lord Jesus Christ, when he's here with a physical body, could be in how many places at one time? One. The Holy Spirit can be where? everywhere that's why he said it's needful that I go because until I go he can't come and we all can't be ministered to scattered all over the world but now we can be and that's a an important truth of why the Lord left and let the spirit do his work teaches us strives he my spirit shall not always strive with men Genesis 6 3 uh, you Yeah, underpins our faith, you know, gives us assurance. Under, undergirds, I put there, underpins. <laughs> that was my first thought. Upholds us in hard times. He unites he, us. V. They all do this when they win a game. You know? Victory. <laughs> he gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, victory over sin. When... Um, he will not suffer us to be tempted above that which we are able, but will with the temptation provide a way of escape that we may be able to bear it. And the Holy Spirit does that to give us the victory over sin, to give us the way of escape. And I heard one preacher this week say, you know, we don't take the way of victory. Why don't we take it when it's provided? You know, there's the way of escape. Get out. If you saw that you've been held up or something was physically endangering you, you'd take it. But spiritually, we don't. We need to. Uh, w. And on the day of Pentecost, he's like a dove descending upon them and a wind. The wind of the Spirit that came upon them. He is our wisdom. That's one of the spirits, the seven spirits of God. Wisdom. And he witnesses to us. He witnesses to us. First John 5, 6. Romans 8, 16. X in our maths equations in school, in algebra, X was always the unknown quantity. <laughs> so you put X there and you had to work out what X was and do all the other stuff on the other side of the equal sign and um, get what it was worth. He is an unknown. Unless we yield to him, we don't know what might, how he might use us. It's incredible, you know. The, 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 the usefulness depends on the commitment and obedience. And there's degrees of that through our lives. And the more we have distracting us in life, the more that 
an unknown quantity working through us, the Spirit of God, is hindered if we don't take care of our spiritual walk. Why? It's not a word that's used in... But it's meant... The thought's there in Romans 8.26. He yearns for us. He prays for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We don't know how to put it into words, but he does. Now, because the charismatics are overemphasizing the spirit of God, we tend to go the other way. And we shouldn't do that. There's a balance of the scriptures, isn't there? To say the Holy Spirit of God is important. He's got a work to do. And it's a personal work in our lives as individuals. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And of course, the Z. Zealous. I can't come up with any others unless you have some. He's, he, he makes us zealous. He's zealous over us. It does say that the Lord Jesus is, or was it Paul? I'm zealous over you with a godly jealousy. But uh, as far as the Spirit is concerned, I'm sure he is too. He doesn't want us doing things that he doesn't want us to do. <laughs> he, he is very zealous that we do the right thing. There's some thoughts. Let's see the next bit, and this is where Sam was looking at the outline. Someone said, oh, Sam's got an outline to preach. He had the outline in his hand. <laughs> but um, we're just looking at which, which we're covering tonight. <clears throat> the ungrudging human spirit. All these, this leads to verse 31. Let all bitterness now, and wrath and anger and clamour and evil speaking be put away from among you with all malice. You see, if you've got the Spirit of God, these things aren't going to be there. Things, that, things to be discarded. And, and this is the ungrudging human spirit. Things to be discarded, first of all. There's an ugly list of human characteristics here, isn't there? They sour our lives, they stain our characters, they sadden the Spirit of God, they smite our Saviour, as it were, slap him on the face if we do these things as his children. They, they spoil our testimony, they stifle our growth. And the first one is bitterness, bitterness and resentment. Through, through the years, noticing people that have become bitter about circumstances that they've faced, they become bitter and not better. It certainly, it damages them more than anyone else, but it damages a lot of other people around them too. And it just keeps spreading out. You know, I heard people say that I'm bitter and that they're Christians. Oh, get it, get over it, get right with the Lord. <clears throat> yes, great damage to themselves and others. As they do, and they will. In Hebrews 12 and verse 15, it's like I've got a bigger burden to bear than all of you, They, the, peop, the bitter person thinks. You've not gone through what I've gone through, but hey, we've gone through what you haven't gone through too. But you can't tell that to a bitter person because you know what? They're only thinking about number one they're only thinking about themselves and they're all wrapped up in themselves and you talk to them for a while and you see that's all they get back to <laughs> you've got a headache they've got a migraine you've got a, a, a toe ache they've got a foot ache you, you know need a spirit of God that enlivens us and gives us joy the joy of the Holy Spirit instead of being down in the mouth all the time and bitter about things 
In Hebrews 12 and verse 15, we read there, <clears throat> no, it's oh, verse 15. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness, and we're failing to administer and to live in the grace of God if we have bitterness. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and by it many be defiled. If you read through those fellows in the last half of chapter 11 of Hebrews, they all could have got bitter. And I think if they got bitter, they wouldn't have been in Hebrews 11. They could have got a bit, bit mad, you know. <laughs> and the longer you live, the more reasons you can get to get bitter about things. You know, each one of you have reasons to get bitter about things. And sometimes we know about it, sometimes we don't know about it. But you need to get over it. You need to get with First John chapter 1 and get out on our knees and pray and ask God to forgive us for those things we're bitter about. If the circum circumstance is not going to change, but God's using the circumstances to change us. That's why they're there, so that we'll get better about it and we'll be a godly and a great testimony to others instead of getting sour about it. Uh, <clears throat> Mara is the word. The bitter waters back in the wilderness and sours the soul of the saint. Um, this, thou art in the gall of bitterness. Turn to Acts chapter 8. These are the characteristics. There won't be in a Christian that's controlled by the Spirit of God. Acts 8, 23. I should ask this in a negative. Who has never said, why, Lord? <laughs> you put your hand up you're lying <laughs> I'm sure you are because <laughs> we all have <laughs> why, why does that happen you know I, I, I use people as an example I think of Tony <laughs> when he lost his job just bang out of the blue like oh, why <laughs> you know we all probably ask that with you <laughs> but the Lord knows and um I hope the job's better now than you had before. <laughs> Might lead different places, meet different people. But there's always that question. You look at people's lives and you feel sorry for the cir circumstances they're facing. Why, Lord? And, and if we wait long enough, we'll see why. <laughs> and 8, chapter 8, verse 23, we read, For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. You can tell Paul wasn't a pastor. He was an evangelist. <laughs> he could say things like that <laughs> and um, just move on. Repent, therefore, of this thy wickedness, and pray, God, if peradventure that the thought of thine heart be forgiven thee. <laughs> Maybe God will forgive you if you do ask him. Maybe he won't. But you need to get over it. <laughs> That's what Paul said very pointedly to who was it there? Peter said, I'm oh, sorry. Thy money perish with thee. That, <laughs> <laughs> that one's been echoing in my head for years. Thy money perish with thee. Hey, uh, keep it. <laughs> Bitterness. And you'll, if you keep it, you'll go down. And you will not be a testimony. It, it's sad when, when folks I talk to say or ask the question, what, what, why is a certain person like this? What do you say? <laughs> They're Christians, aren't they? Uh, yes, they are. But you can't repeat the matter and say why. What circumstances they've gone through. 
And if people can pick that up, they know there's something wrong. Bitterness and resentment. The next one, move on, we'll go nowhere. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30, anger <clears throat> can so easily get out of control, can't it? Be ye angry and sin not. Good verse to keep in our minds. There's a positive side of anger that will get us angry. We call it righteous indignation. The Lord got angry with the traders in the temple twice. He cast them out. He got, he got angry with the, the religious leaders and their pharisaical, hypocritical way of life. Um, but let's not get angry. It's a, it's a human trait that can get, do a whole lot of damage in our marriage. It can do it in our church. It can do it in our families. Lord, forgive us when we get angry. When you've been angry and you've done something that you shouldn't have done, and you go out, and after a day, you think back, what was it I got so mad about? <laughs> was it worth it? No, because you can't even remember it. <laughs> but it was worth it on the t at the time. I let them have it, or I did this, and I did that. No, we shouldn't. Proverbs 14, 17, Proverbs 22, 24. Others' wrath <clears throat> means a violent outbreak of anger. This can leave behind all kinds of scars. A woman tried to defend her anger and wrath by saying, I explode and then I get over it and get on with it. <laughs> and yes, replied the friend, just like a grenade. <laughs> but look at the damage that's left behind. And that, yes, wrath, a violent out, outbreak of anger. And I... I think of that <laughs> sitting in oh, it was probably a, at least a half a day's work. It was a big, big uh, radiator of a D8. The hull that contains it was taken off the ball as I was sitting there. And I was in there and straightening all the little fins on the radiator. You know how they all got them straight with sticks and things coming through and whatever rocks, dirt, and they all bend up and it doesn't cool it, so you have to bend them all straight. I was sitting in there, and I heard noise. And then I heard yelling, and then I heard rage. <laughs> I won't say who it was. <laughs> and I heard, I think, a thud or two. There's some workers over there, and and, and it was on. And um, I didn't want to get involved, so I just ducked a little closer to the radiator. <laughs> just kept on. <laughs> Hope it doesn't come over here. <laughs> I was only a... <laughs> 18 or so sitting there doing my job. But it was, it was about eight workers in the shed there and it was really on. I thought, why do people get so mad? <laughs> and I, was like, I hadn't seen it before. That's probably why it stands out in my memory. Uh, <clears throat> clamour is what comes from that and that's just what I spoke about. The result of anger and wrath means the bold assertion of supposed rights and grievances. And, and there's a lot of that around today our supposed rights and grievances. We are clamorous about getting our way in these things. We'll leave all the verses and move to the next one. Evil speaking, blasphemy, to slander or talk injuriously, to rail, used to describe the mockery of the multitudes who reviled Christ when he was on the cross. Evil speaking. James chapter 4 
and verse 11, evil speaking. Uh, James 4, verse 11, speak not evil one of another, brethren. He's talking to Christians. Don't speak evil one of another. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother, speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge of the law, thou art not a doer, but a uh, not a doer of the law, but a judge. You're, you're setting yourself above the law. You are law unto yourself. Uh, evil speaking people are laws unto themselves. They get a higher law for everyone, often than they have for themselves. <laughs> they set the standard, the bar high for others, but they themselves do not do or lift a finger to do the right thing. Um, <clears throat> malice is a, the last one there in that bad list in verse 31. <clears throat> Put away from you with all malice. What does it mean to be malicious? <clears throat> Has anyone done something to you maliciously? Have you done something to someone else maliciously? <laughs> you may have. It's done with intent. It's done to cut. It's done to hurt. It could be a word. It could be an action. And we, we've, got it, we've got it in us. All of us have. It's the Greek word for depravity, which denotes a vicious disposition. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. No, verse 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding. Study to show yourself approved, in other words. However, in malice be children, but in understanding be men. It would be good to film children just you know, doing something and then they have a fist of cuffs real quick. Bang! They get malicious with each other. And then film them five minutes later. What are they doing? Playing again. That's, what the, that's what's meant here, you know? Be understanding as Christians. Don't be children. Don't be childish. But as far as maliciousness is concerned, trying to get even or having a bent on somebody and even praying that, that God would do something to them. Don't do that. Be your children. That means forgive, forget, move on. Don't be malicious. Well, there's so many instructions in just one verse of this is the spirit-filled life. You know, people, oh, Lord, fill me with your spirit. No, it doesn't work that way. Obey the word, then you are filled with the spirit. That's how to get filled. We want an easy way, you know, zzz, ah, got it. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen. <laughs> we get filled with the Spirit by humbly obeying the word of the Lord. We are indwelt by the Spirit suddenly on our profession of faith, but we are filled with the Spirit as we yield to him every day through our walk. We, we won't do the last verse. There's some positives after the negatives in verse 31, chapter 4.